Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshish Truma. It was the sixth day of the month of Adar in the year Tavshin Memzayin, 34 years ago. The Chassidic discourse is based on a verse in this week's Torah portion when the Torah says, Hashem commands the Bnei Yisrael and He says, Asuli Migdash. You should make to me a holy place, a sanctuary, v'shachanti b'soicham, and I will dwell amongst them. So the Rebbe brings from the previous Rebbe, when he has a Chassidic discourse in the same verse, v'asali migdash, in the year Tavshin Dalid, which is approximately 77 years ago, and he asks a very simple question. It says, v'asali migdash. You should make to me a mikdash, a holy place. It doesn't say mikdashot, many holy, one holy place. Singular. But then the verse continues and it says, V'shachanti, I will dwell b'soicham, in plural. If Hashem is saying to make one, one holy place, so it should say v'shachanti b'soicham, I'll dwell in it, in that one holy place. On the other hand, if it says b'soicham, plural, so why does it say mikdash one? That's the question the previous Rebbe asks. Then he asks another question. It says the Asuli Migdash. You should make leave for referring to the Hashem. Hashem is commanding us to make a holy place for Hashem. So he brings down from a famous Maimah Chazal that says as follows. Any time it says Li, referring to Hashem, and we know Hashem is infi- infinite, so the expression is Einoizaz Li'olam. It doesn't get moved. Because for Hashem, it's everlasting. And, and, and it continues to say, not in this world, not in the world to come. And it, and it lists, for example, one of the examples is where it says a base of Migdash. Why? Because it says the Asuli Migdash, you should make the, a base of Migdash. And therefore, the base of Migdash always existed and always will exist. So the previous Rebbe asked a simple question. The fact is, today we're in Gullahs, and the, dis- the temple is destroyed. So what does it mean when we say la'ilam, it doesn't get moved forever? The fact is, unfortunately, we don't have a base of Mikdash today. So the previous Rebbe explains and he says as follows. This that the verse says, the Asuli Mikdash, so there's two types of base of Mikdash. There's the physical base of Mikdash, the Mishkan, the base of Mikdash, etc., but then there's the commandment that every single Jew has to make a Migdash. What does a Migdash mean practically? A place of holiness, which means you have to make a place where Hashem is dwelling in it. So therefore, the previous server explains, what does the Migdash mean practically? The base HaMigdash is a holy place in the heart of every single human being. So when the Torah says the Asuli Migdash, again, you need a regular base of Migdash, a Mishkar and a base of Migdash, but there's also a spiritual component that every one of us in our hearts, our hearts should be on fire with the place where Hashem dwells within it. Based on this, so the Asuli Migdash, what does that mean? What is the commandment to each and every one of us? We should make in our heart Hashem should be dwelling there. So since it's singular to every single individual, everyone makes their own Migdash in their, in, their, in their heart. So based on this, he explains why it says the Shachanti B'Soicham, plural. 
Because it's not just besoich in one person, but it's besoich kol echad ve'echad mi Yisrael. Every single person that makes a mishkan, where Hashem dwells within them, Hashem dwells in this one, in that one, in the other one, besoicham, and that's why it says plural. So he explains like this. The main purpose of the of the of a human being to make a mishkan a dwelling place for Hashem, which means it should be a dwelling place that godliness should dwell in your godly soul, in your heart, in your whole being. Now, if Hashem is dwelling within you, Hashem is part of your life, not dwelling as a guest, but Hashem is in your heart. Every breath you take is infused with the feeling that Hashem is part of your life. So based on this, he explains why it means, the Migdash never gets, never, never leaves. It's there forever. Now, but what happens in the Migdash that's originally built, that unfortunately is not here today. So the question is like this, when we originally built the Mishkan, was it a temporary abode or when we built a Migdash? We're building it because we're planning on, on destroying it. Someone's going to destroy it. No. When you're originally building the Mishkan and you're build, we were building the Migdash, our plan was it should last forever. So our, our initial building of the Mishkan and the Migdash, our plan and our vision is it should last forever. Which means we're not planning on making any changes. The plan is Hashem is going to dwell in the Mishkan forever. Hashem is going to dwell in the base of Migdash forever. Lepoil, unfortunately, there was a destruction. But when we originally built it, it was built and should last forever. So the same thing also, that's in the physical Mishkan, in the physical Migdash. So the same thing the Rebbe says applies to our spiritual Migdash. That when we want Hashem to be part of our lives, Hashem should be in our heart, Hashem should be in our soul, we're not just doing it okay for right now. No, we're doing it now and we want it to last forever. We're doing it in a way with tremendous strength that the inviting and take, making Hashem part of our life is in a way that it's never going to stop. It's always going to be there. It's going to be consistent. It's going to have stability. So based on this, the, 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 the answers both questions. Question number one is why does it say initially singular and then plural? Because singular is because it's referring to each and every one of us. And plurals, yes, Hashem will dwell in every one. And the fact that the fact it's not there, he says, no, because initially when we're doing it, we're doing it in a way that should last forever. And the spiritual level, our avoid is that it should last forever. So then now the previous Rebbe uh, continues in that Hasidic discourse and he explains that since we are commanded to build the originally the, the physical base of Mikdash, we're doing it on a spiritual level. So therefore, whatever avoida, whatever spiritual work was needed to build the original Mishkan and Beis HaMikdash, that's the same spiritual work we need to do that Hashem should be in our hearts and our lives. So for example, we know in the Mikdash, the Rebbe, the Rebbe explains, you had Kalim, you had vessels, you had Uriois, you had the curtains, what does that mean spiritually? So vessels are primius, they're internal powers. For example, a candelabra was a place that you used to light the menorah. The mezbeach was sacrifices. Those were internal type of services. Then there's the, the makifim, the things that were around, the, the walls, the curtains, and so on and so forth. So the same thing also, that applies to us spiritually as well in our spiritual work. 
We have avoida of makif, and we have the avoida primi. And we do the avoida of makif, and we do the avoida primi. That causes Hashem to dwell within us. What does that mean practically? So the Rebbe brings from the Tzemach Tzedek. We know that Tzemach Tzedek has a book, Sefer on Mitzvahs, where he explains all the Mitzvahs according to Kabbalah and according to Chassidus. And so, so also the, uh, the Mittler Rebbe has many, many insights and he explains all the Mitzvahs according to Chassidus and according to Kabbalah. So he says as follows. The main purpose of making the Migdash on a spiritual level is so that Hashem should be revealed for the Jewish people. Again, the main reason why we built the Migdash and the Mishkan on a spiritual level is Hashem should be revealed. Since the purpose is Hashem should be revealed, so therefore the building of the Mishkan and the building of the Migdash was done the same way when Hashem was, got revealed into the world after He created the world. And it was done through which we call Seder Hishtalshalos, the way things went down in, in an order of creation through the Ten Spirit, etc., which comes down from the infinite light of Hashem. So the same thing also in the Mishkan and the Migdash, our spiritual Migdash, it works the same way as Seder Hishtalshalos. And what does that mean practically? So he says, very simple. This is quoting from the Tzemach Tzedek and the Mittler Rebbe. That there's two ways the way things come down. One is the way you draw down Oireis Makifim, and I'll translate. And the second way is you draw down Oireis Primim. Oireis Makifim is very, very powerful lights. They're so powerful that we cannot internalize it, but we want the power. On the other hand, you have Oireis Primim, which are lights that we can benefit, we can internalize, but it's not so strong. And you need both. You need the Oyeris Makifim, so there's always a source, a greater source of light that we can go ahead and reach out to. But then you need Oyeris Makifim, the ones that you can actually internalize and benefit from. And since HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem wanted, there should be a dira, a dwelling place for Hashem B'Tachtoinim in the low physical world. So there had to be not only Oyeris Makifim, because Oyeris Makifim cannot go down B'Tachtoinim in the low world. So there had to be Oyeris Primim. And just like when Hashem originally created the world, there was Eris Makifim, Eris Pnimim, Dir Betachtoinim. So the same thing also, when it came to the Mishkan, Hashem created the same blueprint. Eris Makifim, Eris Pnimim, external, powerful lights, internal lights. It should be lights that come down into the physical world. And that's exactly the way the, the Mishkan was built spiritually. What does that mean practically? Again, it means it's referring to the curtains, which is Eris Makifim, the planks, which again are Eris Makifim, that was external energies that came into the temple. And then you have the vessels, the, the, uh, the, um, the candelabra, the showbread, the, the, um, the, the altar, all these ideas were called Eris Primim. Now, that's when we had the temple. So we accomplished it through the physical temple. But what happens today, the temple is destroyed, and we do not have the base of Migdash on a physical level. But nevertheless, every one of us can accomplish anything and everything that took place in the temple through our spiritual avoida. So we can accomplish everything that was accomplished in the temple through our spiritual work. In other words, practically, we're able to draw down through our spiritual work the light, the same powerful light that there was in the base of Mikdash and in the vessels of the base of Mikdash because the fact is in our soul we also have Uriahs 
We also have Krashim. What does that mean practically? Adreba explains. The Ureos, the curtains, the Krashim that were in the temple, the soul has it as well. What is the curtains and what is the planks of our soul? So the Rebbe says very simple. I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it. It's the avoido Doing work above intellect. And I'll come back and explain, I'll explain it in one second. I just want to uh, explain first and second thing. We'll come back and explain both. And the second thing is the vessels that were in the Mishkan is just like the vessels in our soul. What's the vessels in our soul? That's the avoid the pnimis, the internal work of tam vadas, things that are reason and logic. Okay, so what's the Rebbe saying? He's saying it's like this. That when Hashem created the world, He used something which is called Seder Yistalshalos. Seder Yistalshalos means the way Hashem took from the infinite light to the finite light into this world, where you have external light, Powerful light, internal light, which is a little more toned down, and the way we can relate to it. The same thing was in the base of Migdosh, through the curtains and the planks and the different vessels in the temple. Today we don't have the temple, we can accomplish it all through our spiritual work of makif and pnimi. And the Rebbe explains what's makif. Makif is when we do our work above nature, above intellect. What is pnimi? When we use our, our intellect to understand and comprehend things. So in other words, what Rebbe is saying is like this. There's two ways we can connect to God. One way we connect to God is we accept. We do understand. We don't, it's not about understanding. We accept. Now, when you accept, I say you explain it to me. You can't explain it. But you're ready to do anything. What does that mean? You're connecting to God above nature. That's called a makif relationship. Makif means I'm ready to accept. It's a very high level of a relationship. But is it meaningful? Not necessarily. Is it enjoyable? Not necessarily. It's 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 easy. It's simple. There's no headaches. There's no there's no challenges. There's no drama. There's no trauma. Life is simple. Hashem, you want me to do this? I'm ready to do it. It's called above intellect. There's pros and cons. The pros are life is great. The cons are you can't really meditate on it, understand it, comprehend it, explain it. It's not bad and good. It's just the, the dynamics of it. On the other hand, when you connect through intellect, ah, I understand it, I comprehend it, I meditated on it. And that's amazing, it's, it's beautiful. On the other hand, you could understand other things as well also. So where's the edge in godliness there? So obviously you're understanding godliness, which is great. But again, it's limited to what you understand. On the other hand, when you understand something, it's limited to what you understand. You're not going to do it if you don't understand it. On the other hand, it's going to be more enjoyable, more appreciative. So therefore, you really need both. So when you serve God, you want to have both. You want to be able to accept, and you want to be able to understand. That's the two avoiders that we can accomplish today, just like what was accomplished in the temple. But we're now going to go a step further. And he continues on to explain that some tzaddik can say for our mitzvahs, and he says like this. Based on this, that we have two different spiritual works. What is it, what's it to recap? One is just accepting above intellect, and one is understanding. He says, based on this, we'll understand a famous uh, argument that took place between Moshe Rabbeinu and B'Tzalah in the Torah. What happened in the Torah, in, uh, in the Torah, in Parshish Truma this week? So what happened was, Moshe Rabbeinu commanded to uh, B'Tzalah, who was the uh, chief architect of the temple, and he tells him like this, you're to make the temple, first make the vessels, and then make the planks and the ureos, the curtains. 
So Betzalel, what did he do? If he's a student, he should have made what? The vessels and then the planks and then the areas. He didn't do that. First, he went ahead and he made the areas. He made the walls. He made the curtains. And then he made the vessels on the temple. And we all know what it says in the Talmud. Like it's, uh, in, um, Talmud says like this. When Moshe Rabbeinu told Betzalel to make first the vessels, and go, then go ahead and make the, 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 the curtains. So B'tzalel said to Moshe Rabbeinu, this is not the way the, of the world. And he gave him an example. He says, in the world, when someone's building a house, so first you build a house. After you build a house, then you bring the vessels inside. Is it possible? Maybe that's how Hashem told you to do it? Just the way people do things in the world? So... Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Betzalel, his name was Betzalel. Betzal, it comes actually from two words, Betzal Kael, in the shadow of God. His Betzal Kael, you're in the shadow of God. Viadata, and you're right, you're right, you're right. You're supposed to make the, uh, the, uh, the house first, the walls first, and then you make the, the vessels inside. Now, Obviously, we know that it's an argument between Mitzal and Moshe. It's not just a technical argument. You make the vessels first. You make the walls first. Moshe Rabbeinu says, make the, make the vessels first and then the walls. Mitzal says, no, you have to make the walls first, the, the house first, then the vessels. There's a deeper argument. So the Rebbe Mitzalach Tzedek explains as follows. What was the argument? The argument is very, very simple. Mitzal tells Moshe Rabbeinu, don't you know in Seder Hishtalshlus, in the order of the way things flow from on high down to this world, and it was from the original infinite light, from Oyrein Sway, from the infinite life, what, what came down first to this world? First comes Oyris Makifim, the external lights, and afterwards you have the internal lights. So therefore, but Saul was telling Moshe, let's go back to the original drawing board. When Hashem created the world from the infinite light, He first created Oris Makifim, and then Oris Primim. So therefore, you should have the external lights first, and then the internal lights. And therefore, Urias have to come first, the curtains have to come first, which is Makiv, and then has to come the vessels, which is Primi. And Rebbe says, and you can possibly add as well, it also works on our, on our spiritual service. Why? What did we say before? What, <coughs> what did Rebbe explain? What is the Ereos, the curtains in our soul? That's the Avoidah above nature, above intellect, above intellect. What is the vessels of our soul? That's the internal Avoidah, the Avoidah, which is according to intellect. Now, what is the normal way that we connect to God? What's our spiritual way of connecting to God? So you start off, first you're going to comprehend and then you accept. You need both, obviously. The way you start off is, you first you start off above intellect. And then you go to intellect. A relationship with Hashem doesn't start with intellect, then it goes above intellect. It starts off with above intellect, you're accepting, and then it goes intellect. intellect. And there is, for example, we see every single day. What happens every single day? The first thing you do, you get up in the morning, you don't say, well, let me think whether I agree with God. Or if I understand God, it's not what you do. The first thing you do, you get up in the morning before you even wash Negevah, so the first thing you say is Moida'ani. What does Moida'ani mean? I'm accepting. What does accepting mean? Above intellect. Above logic and above reason. That's how we start our relationship with Hashem every single day. And because it's above intellect, 
the Moidani from the smartest person to the most simplest person, the oldest to the youngest, any age, any gender, is all the same. We all accept the same way. There's no difference in one acceptance over the other. After you start off your day on the right foot, as we say, and you accept it, now as your day starts, then you, you, uh, you meditate on God, you learn some chassidus, you meditate on chassidus, you study some Mishnah, some Talmud, some Chumash, which is the avoid of the spiritual work of intellect, comprehending God, connecting to God from an intellectual perspective, which is important. As a matter of fact, then we do the, uh, the we, we do the prayers, we do the, the, the preliminary blessings, we do with the sacrifices, we praise God, we do Shema, then we have the 18 blessings. <clears throat> we also do the blessings on the Torah, we learn Torah, and then we, um, then we learn in order to do, and so on and so forth. Which means what? There's an order, there's an order of, of a flow. Now, so based on this, Jerba explains, this is the argument between B'tzal and Moshe Rabbeinu. That what? That the Avoidah has to be, you need both. You need above intellect, and you need intellect. But what comes first? Obviously that what comes first is, and Moshe Rabbeinu agreed with B'tzal, first you start off with above intellect. And as the Rebbe says, the practical reality of our life is that we start off from wanting accepting. And then we go on to understanding. So based on this, the Rebbe explains very, very simple. This is why it says the Asuli Migdash. Every one of us should make a Migdash in our personal life. V'shachanti b'soicham Hashem will dwell with each and every one of us. Which means that this avoida, this spiritual avoida of making a Migdash applies to every one of us. And it applies every single day of our life. And therefore, it's never stopped. And like the Rebbe quotes from the, uh, from the Hasidic discourse of the previous Rebbe in Tavshin Dalid, that according to Rashi, the Asal Migdash Li, so what does Li mean? So it means Lashmi, for the name of Hashem. Which name of Hashem? The Yudke Vavke. Ani Hashem, the most powerful name of Hashem. And it's referring to Yudke Vavke, which is the Shema Etzem, the essence of Hashem. Shema Mufurish, the explicit name of Hashem. Shema Yuchud, the unique name of Hashem. And because it's referring to Lishmi, the most powerful name of Hashem, therefore it's consistent. And it's constant, it's, 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 it has full stability. It's not, never going to change. And therefore, Eina Yizaz La'ilam. It's referring to the Yudke Vavke of Hashem, which has no change. Now, based on this, Trevor says, now he can understand something else, very, very profound and very deep, and he says like this. What does it say? V'shachanti b'soicham. Now, what does b'soicham mean? It means that it's, Hashem dwells within every single, every single person. So the Rebbe says, he wants to make it clear, when we say every single person, we're referring to every single person. Whether the person is male or female, man or woman, adult or child. Hashem dwells within every single human being. And he quotes from the, from the previous Rebbe that says, when it's referring to the, all, all the Jewish people, again, it's referring to men, it's referring to women. Why? Because everybody is obligated to build a base of Migdash. A, physically. And B, everyone's obligated to build a base of Migdash within their heart and within their soul. 
And Rebbe says that we see clearly when it came to donate to the base of Mikdash and the Mishkan. So it says clearly everyone participated. The men participated, the women participated. And matter of fact, there's a certain opinions that actually that the women gave more than the men. Some say that their gifts were different, but the point is a certain opinion that actually they gave more. So you see that it applies to men and women equal. And not only when it comes to, to when the Mishkan itself, but but even when it comes to when Hashem gave the Torah Har Sinai, so Rashi says the Torah says Kois Soimer Yaakov, so you should tell the daughters of Yaakov, which is referring to Rashi says it's referring to the woman, and after the woman says you should tell the Bnei Yisrael referring to the men. So you see again clearly that the that learning Torah and making a Migdash, making a Mishkan applies to every single person. It doesn't make a difference if you're a man or a woman. Everyone applies to everybody. And not only that, but this idea that we said to make the Migdash, to make the Mishkan, we're talking a spiritual Mishkan within our heart and within our soul. It's it applies to both. And there was this what's the what's what's the reason why it applies to everybody? Because the fact is like this. Because building the Mishkan within our heart, it's one of the mitzvahs which are tmidios. It's a mitzvah which is not just by day or by night, it has a certain time. It's 24-7. Hashem should be felt within our heart and soul 24-7. Like, for example, there's other six mitzvahs which are which are consistent. For example, the mitzvah of faith in Hashem, love in Hashem, all of Hashem. And any mitzvah, which is always applies to everybody, men and women. Because even though women are exempt, let's say, for example, for certain mitzvahs that are time-bound, but if it's a mitzvah that's always, it applies to everybody. And there brings actually with the Rambam writes at the end of Laws of Truva, and he says like this, that when you, uh, when you teach and when you educate, and for example, you educate the woman, so initially, you, the way you educate, you educate as follows. You start off slowly. You serve God. You should be in awe of God. You should have respect for God. Maybe for, you'll get a reward for, 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 for learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. But what happens as people advance and they're not, you don't have to intimidate them with awe or you don't have to give them prizes. They should, they should connect to God. So then you start revealing to them the secrets of the Torah and then you educate them the beauty of the Torah. And ultimately the goal is not to serve God from awe or fear. The goal is to, to have a relationship with Hashem. You want to serve God with, 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 with love. And that's the ultimate goal. Shreva said, you see from this Rambam, two important points. That number one is that the avoider of serving God, not only functionally doing the mitzvahs, but to be in awe of Hashem, to be in love of Hashem, the emotional mitzvahs applies to everybody, men and women. Not, not only that, ultimately by learning and developing your relationship with Hashem, you, you, you climb the ladder, that you, 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 that you serve God out of love. Just like we know that Avram, what was Abraham known for? Avram Oyevi, Avram loved Hashem. The goal is that every one of us should be on the level of Avram, that we love Hashem. Shreba asked the question, if that's the case, that it applies to everybody. So Hakim, it says, echad echad. Why, why, isn't it, why doesn't it use a masculine term, a term not because achas for achas, or echad vi achas, say one, one term of male, one term of female. Why does it say echad vi echad? Shreba says, what do you mean? We find in the Torah, what does it say in the Torah? Look at the Ten Commandments. Anoichi. Hashem kecha, I am your God. You shouldn't have any other gods. So the fact is over there, with the Ten Commandments, the first two, it says, it says in a singular form. And it also says a male, a male, male form. Obviously, it's self-understood that those two commandments apply to everybody, men and women. 
And not only that, the Anoichi, I am God, you are God, which says in singular and male, says singular and female, we know that in the Anoichi, the one commandment includes all the 248 positive commandments, in Layilachal includes all 365 commandments, and we know it applies to everybody, male and female. So therefore, the Rebbe says, therefore, since we're, that's the same applies when it says, even though it uses the term echad, v'echad, and it uses a singular term, it's obvious it applies to everybody. So the Rebbe says, if it's so simple, so why all of a sudden is the Rebbe making like a, a point to point it out? If it's obvious that it belongs, it points to everyone, points to men, why is he pointing it out? Because the reason why he's, he's and, and even though it wasn't pointed out until now, he says, very simple. Because someone made a statement, God forbid, to say that it does not apply to, 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 to a woman. And unfortunately, when someone makes a statement like that, um, I have to underscore, no, that's not true. And it applies to men and women equally. And I'm not, there was, I'm not coming to revolutionize new ideas, but we should just continue doing what we're doing and continue uh, to, to what it says. And just to, the, the, I'm just saying this just to like to clear up the ear, to make, it, to make a, a disclaimer that when it refers to the first commandment, the second commandments, all the commandments, and making a dwelling place within our hearts, it's referring to men and women equally, um, equally the same. Now, back to the original point. So what's our avoida? Our avoida is... To make a migdash within our hearts and our souls for Hashem. And we should do it 24-7. And we should do it out of love. So it's a tall order. So the Rebbe says, how do we have the strength to do it? And the Rebbe says, we have the strength of Moshe Rabbeinu. Like it says in next week's Torah portion, which we read on, um, uh, we always read on Shabbat Mincha, we read it next week's Torah portion. What does it say there? It says, V'ato tetzaves b'nei Yisrael. Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu to tetzaves b'nei Yisrael. Now we know tzava means command, but also means to connect. That Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded by Hashem to connect b'nei Yisrael. <coughs> He was connected, Moshe is commanded to connect to B'nai Yisrael and to connect B'nai Yisrael all to Hashem. And which part of Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Torah says, the Atta, you, Moshe Rabbeinu yourself, the essence of Moshe Rabbeinu, connects with every single Yid, every single Jew, and gives him the power to do his avoida, do his work of the Asuli Migdash, to make a Migdash for Hashem. Within our heart. And the Rebbe says, obviously, most important, we know, even though you make it in your heart, but the most important thing is, we should really build a third base of Migdash. And by doing our spiritual avoida of making the Migdash within our heart alive for Hashem, we are, we merit to draw down the third base of Migdash, which is already built and it's ready on high in heaven. And we're able to draw it down, down into this physical world, the Matameh Sarat Fachim. And we all go together to Eretz HaKodesh. Yerushalayim Yerakodesh, to the holy city of Israel and to Jerusalem, and Baharakodesh, and the holy mountain where the base of Mikdash is going to be built, and with ultimately with the base of Mikdash, Ashlishi, with the third base of Mikdash from Heira, the Amenu Mamash. So it's a short Hasidic discourse, but it's a very, very important Hasidic discourse, because it teaches us and inspires us that we have a mitzvah and we're empowered by Hashem to make the Mikdash within our lives. And it's not something of the past or the future, it's the present. Every single moment, we can bring the Migdash of Hashem within our lives. And we have the Migdash within us, then we have, obviously, the greatest blessings. And as the Rebbe says about Maisu Week, and the most important thing is the action that we'll all merit to have the third base of Migdash, and God willing, the next class we'll have in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week.